Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Inside Pass. And uh, my name is Tom Baker, Randy Miller, the normal host of this show. Well, I don't want to call it normal. Neither of us are normal. We're very abnormal people. But uh, Randy will be here. Uh, He's just uh, running a little bit behind today, so he'll be in for the second half of the show. However, uh, I will not be ranting and raving by myself to you um, on this program today until Randy shows up because... We have Adam Stern scheduled to join us very shortly from the Sports Business Journal. And boy, do we have a lot to talk with Adam about. So much going on in the NASCAR world now. Silly season uh, in all caps. Hashtag 2020. Uh, We had major news this week that broke that, uh, well, we've been kind of anticipating an announcement about Bubba Wallace. And we kept hearing that Denny Hamlin was going to be putting together a team and that possibly Bubba would be his driver and that possibly Gaunt Brothers Racing would be the team that um, Denny invests in. Well, um, here's what we now know. Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan are teaming up and they've bought the charter from Jermaine Racing, which is the 13 team that Ty Dillon's been racing for. Geico, of course, leaving that team at the end of this season. So Bob Germain has sold the team. Bubba Wallace will be driving for a brand new race team in 2021 owned by Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan. Uh, And uh, we're going to talk with Adam and and Randy when he gets in about that. Uh, That has really kind of set the silly season on fire because A, it takes Bubba off the sheet now. So nobody else is going to get Bubba Wallace. If this is a draft board, he's been drafted and uh, he's gone. So uh, Ty Dillon, on the other hand, is now out of a ride and Ty really wants to keep racing. And so now Ty ends up in the uh, draft pool, so to speak. Um, we've still got plenty of drivers out there. No announcement yet on the 48. We keep hearing that Kyle Larson is the leading candidate for that car. Um, I'm still going to believe that one when I see it. There are plenty of other drivers still out there. Eric Jones is out there. Uh, the driver that we thought a year ago could wind up in the 42 this year, Ross Chastain. Well, He's now going to be in the 42 for next year. That was the other big announcement that came out this week. Ross Chastain will replace Matt Kenseth, who really was only a temporary fill-in to begin with, in the number 42 for Chip Ganassi Racing. Uh, So now Chastain and Bubba Wallace both off the board, and that also takes off the board one of the top teams. That 42 car was, uh, there were a lot of drivers that we had discussed. Everybody was discussing, including Bubba, as possibilities to take over that car. But of course, now uh, that's not going to happen because Ross Chastain has secured that ride for 2021. And so that car comes off the board now. So there are actually, uh, now we have to completely reset 
silly season um, and and take a look at what's left, who's out there, what's going on. Um, and we'll do that over the course of this show because there's just so much to talk about and so many drivers still left out there. Uh, not to mention, we're still racing this year. Uh, we're in the midst of the playoffs. Round one for the Cup Series is done. We have uh, chopped four off the playoff grid. And uh, so we'll talk about all that as well. Um, racing continuing uh, for, we've got two more rounds in that series. Um, the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series also still in uh, playoff mode here. They're a little bit behind the Cup Series in their uh, playoff rotation, so to speak. So uh, none of them through the first round yet, but uh, lots of racing still to come. We had an announcement regarding a track that appears to be coming into the NASCAR Cup landscape for 2022, uh, sorry, 2021, um, Circuit of the Americas, rumored to be on the Cup schedule. Now, the the announcement appears to be that Texas is going to win the all-star race. So the all-star race, instead of being at Charlotte or Bristol, where it was this year, will go to Texas next year. They lose a points race because of that. And by losing the points race, it gives NASCAR the opportunity to move one of the two Texas races to circuit of the Americas, which can't make Eddie Gossage very happy because I know that uh, Eddie Gossage for years has said that uh, he had no interest in, in losing a date to what he considers obviously to be a rival track right there in Texas. But um, I think NASCAR wants to go to Coda. Uh, it adds a road course to the schedule. It would be interesting to see how that works out. Uh, could we see a potential double header? For that with the Indy cars, who knows? Uh, but that's uh, something that I've heard in conversation over the last uh, couple of days. A couple of people are speculating that maybe that could end up being um, a, a doubleheader combined show with, with IndyCar. Um, so there's some movement in the track situation. Now, I, I did see a post that uh, and again, I'm just putting this out there because this is all stuff that uh, um, if Adam Stern uh, is able to call us here, he'll uh, talk to us about it. If not, uh, then I'll, I'll talk with Randy about it once he gets in and, uh, for the second half of the show. But I did see a post here just recently that mentioned that the 2021 schedule could also include a race at the Milwaukee Mile, which would be a good thing, except that what I'm hearing is that it possibly would come at the expense of one of Martinsville's dates, which I really would be uh, honestly frustrated with. I don't know why you would take a date away from a short track uh, of all things. But again, there's a lot going on. There's a lot that uh, is happening behind the scenes. And, you know, right now I think the folks in Daytona are trying to just they're, they're trying to get through this season and make this season the best they can. Um, obviously, this has been a year of a lot of change, a lot of uh, weird um, happenings. We've had to do a lot of things differently because of, of COVID. Um, next year, they're working on, and, and I think they're trying to shake up next year's schedule 
A, because the fans want it, B, because I think that uh, they're trying to experiment with some things in anticipation of the new car, the, the Gen 7 car, being ready for 2022. So, um, so much going on. Meanwhile, we're going to Vegas. Oh, by the way, Kevin Harvick starting uh, on the pole. He won the Bush pole for Vegas um, and uh, driving the Bush car, I might add. Uh, So Kevin will start up front. Not that it really matters where he starts, frankly, because uh, he wins from any starting position. And uh, of course, you know, he left Bristol very happy last week. um, And Kyle Busch left very angry at lap cars, who he claims uh, didn't move out of his way and, uh, you know, helped to uh, cost him the win, but, um, I, you know, again, uh, that, that goes both ways over the course of time. Uh, so you either like Kyle and you agree with him or you don't like Kyle and you, um, and and you will disagree with him, but, uh, we can, we can suffice it to say that, um, Kevin Harvick ended up the winner and that's all that really matters in the end. Um, so coming out of, uh, this race and going into Vegas, on top of all of the news that's been put out there uh, this week, the fact that we still have a race to go run is, is almost uh, getting overshadowed. But uh, we're going to spend some time uh, with Randy when he gets in talking about all of that as well. Um, IndyCar has got stuff going on as well. NHRA um, making some announcements. The NHRA actually has filed a lawsuit against Coca-Cola because apparently, allegedly, Coca-Cola trying to get out of their sponsorship deal with their Mellow Yellow brand of the NHRA series, and that was scheduled to go, I think, through 2023 or 24. Uh, But uh, they've filed, or or, or they're trying to get out of the contract. I think part of that probably has to do with uh, the number of races that the NHRA was scheduled to have this year. Of course, COVID changed all of that. Now they're not running them all. They're not at all the tracks that they would normally run. They've run several of them at uh, Lucas Oil Raceway. Um, and so now the NHRA, in what I would consider to be a major uh, decision, has decided to file suit against coca-cola so um this is kind of interesting i I look at that situation and and it seems to be akin to um trying to uh go to war with a a a kitchen knife against an ak-47 but um we're gonna see how that turns out so they're they're going to uh work on their situation and you know honestly i hope it can be resolved amiably and and uh and Coca-Cola and Mellow Yellow can find a way to stay with the series because not only does the series need that title sponsor, I mean, they're, they've had to cut the purse and do some other things as it is this year because of uh, COVID and not being able to have fans. That is a, that is a really uh, fan-driven side of the sport or division of the sport. So not only are they um, down because of lack of fans, but, uh, obviously, if you lose your title sponsor going into 2021, that's a problem. So um, we'll see how that one turns out. So there's there's uh, stuff going on even in drag racing. And as I say, IndyCar, um, we had a, a major announcement 
from AJ Foyt Racing, Sebastian Bourdais has taken over the reins of the 14 car and will make his debut uh, in their next upcoming race and will be in the car full-time in 2021. I think that is a rock-solid um, announcement from Foyt. Bourdais, of course, a veteran of the series, is known for being the type of driver who can elevate uh, a lower-tier team and, and r- find a way to run competitively. Did it with coin racing for uh, for quite a while. That was a team that hadn't performed up to the level that uh, Bourdais eventually performed with the equipment when he was driving it, and uh, he kind of helped elevate that group, and now uh, I think he could do the same for A.J. Foyt Racing. I think they needed that. Now we'll see who ends up in the second car, a lot of conversation about how that's going to unfold. Tony Kanan has said that he does not want to run a full season necessarily, but would like to run at least the Indy 500 next year. And so that could still be a possibility. You could see a, 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 a slate of drivers, if you will, um, a buffet of drivers in the uh, 41 car, or you could, um, Charlie, if Charlie Kimball comes back or whatever the situation. So there's a lot going on um, in that throughout that uh, that circuit as well. Uh, Elio Castroneves has interest from four or five teams, both in IndyCar and uh, sports car IMSA to drive next year. Uh, Penske, of course, uh, that was the hope I think a lot of us had is that Penske would bring him back for a full season. And uh, that's not likely to happen. Uh, at this point, I would say that Scott McLaughlin coming into Penske for next year's Indy season prevents that. So, boy, a whole lot of stuff going on in the newswire, a lot to talk about, um, a lot to get through. We're going to actually um, step aside and take a break. When we come back, we'll kind of start diving into some of it. And uh, Randy Miller will be joining us as well. So we'll be back with more of the Inside Pass right after this. Don't go anywhere. Well, we were scheduled to have Adam Stern, but uh, so far we haven't uh, been able to connect with Adam. I I think uh, he may have been the way that news is uh, falling off the news trees uh, these last few days. It wouldn't surprise me if Adam's working on the next big story of the day, but we hope we'll hear from him before the end of the show. Randy will be here uh, as well um, for our next segment, I think. so in the meantime, my name is Tom Baker. For those of you who don't know, uh, this is the Inside Pass. We're uh, in the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. And uh, this show is available in a few different ways. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, hi and thanks. We appreciate that. Um, tell all your friends. Is uh, normally there's a couple of us sitting here. We're having a great time and talking racing, and we love when you guys get in the chat and um, engage with us because we like to use your comments on air whenever we can. So um, you can obviously watch the Facebook Live. Um, if if Wednesday afternoon at 1 Eastern is the great time for you to be in front of your computer watching us, well, you can still hear the show. Obviously, the Facebook Live will be available um, on WSIC's Facebook page. It's 
WSIC News, and of course, uh, Race Chaser Media, our Facebook page, as well, uh, for whatever you'd like to check it out if you want to watch the video. Um, if you don't want to look at my ugly mug, that's okay. I don't blame you. Uh, I've got a great face for radio. So here's how you can just listen to the show. Just go to your favorite podcast platform and search Race Chaser Radio. We're even on Amazon now. Amazon just started uh, allowing podcasts, and we were one of the first in the first wave to be accepted. So if you go to Amazon Music, if you like that, and that's where you get your music, just search Race Chaser Radio. We're there. We're on Spotify. We're on TuneIn. Uh, we're on Apple, Google, uh, just about all the major ones, Spreaker, um, again, search Race Chaser Radio, also the theinsidepass.com, uh, uh, and uh, that's so there's a variety of ways, I guess, to, uh, to get our content on demand anytime, even if you want to listen to us at 3 in the morning. Um, this show will be posted later this afternoon on to our uh, Race Chaser Radio feed, so it'll be available for on demand um, by the time you get finished eating supper tonight. So that's how that all works. Uh, but we want to thank uh, those of you who do listen to the show every week. And I see our numbers are increasing and that's awesome. We love that. Um, and uh, appreciate all of you. So with that, back to the content. So we were talking before about all of the news that's gone on this week. And we're probably going to uh, hit some of the bigger stories when Randy gets here, and I want to save uh, the biggest one, uh, actually the biggest two, I want to save the Bubba story and the story about Ross Chastain in the 42 for uh, when Randy gets here so he and I can share our opinions together. Uh, and again, if you're, if you're watching us on Facebook Live, feel free to share yours on any topic we're discussing here. I do pay attention to that. We try and interject where we can. Here's, here's one of the intriguing things that I'm keeping track of this silly season that we're really not hearing a whole lot about. There are two rides that are open that I think are, are really interesting to me. And we're not hearing a ton about replacements, about possibilities for those cars. Um, One is the go fast 32 and the other is now the 43. Now, I understand that we've heard Daniel Suarez to the 43. We know that Andrew Mercy and the team owner kind of likes the whole diversity angle. So that would seem to be a fit. But I think we need to be paying attention to Ty Dillon here for a couple of reasons. One, obviously, the 43, unless something comes out of left field that we don't have any idea about or, or Hamlin wants to have a two car team. Um, the 43 is not leaving the Chevrolet fold, which means if the 43 does not leave the Chevrolet fold, then it seems fairly obvious that they're not going to leave the Richard Childress racing compound either. Uh, they are, uh, they are on the property and have been for a couple of years. And so I think that's part of what's helped elevate the team. Of course, Bubba bringing the resources that he has in terms of sponsor dollars has allowed the team to uh, to grow as well and, and improve their performance. But 
Um, if you look at Richard Childress Racing in general, Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon are running much better this year. Austin has looked fantastic uh, in this last part of the season. He's got a win. He finished uh, second and should have beaten Kevin Harvick uh, another lap. I think he would have beaten him uh, a couple of weeks ago. So Austin has run well. Tyler Reddick is, has certainly been uh, up front, and those cars have improved their performance, and the 43 has as well. So when you look at Ty Dillon, a lot of people are saying, well, he'll just go to a third RCR car and drive for Grandpa, and it'll be the 31 again and whatever. Uh, I don't believe that. Number one, I don't think Ty wants to do that. Um, as Randy tries sneaking into the studio, but we actually caught him. So we're just going to call him out. Uh, Randy's going to sit down next to me. And uh, if Nikea feels so inclined, uh, she'll hit uh, the on button for Randy's microphone and let him talk. Um, so w- Randy is joining this show in progress, folks. And I was talking about Ty Dillon. So, uh, and the prospects, I don't see Ty going to a third Childress car. Ty's been very adamant that he wants to uh, succeed or fail Mm -hmm. on his own merits. Correct. That's why he stuck with Jermaine Racing um, and really wanted to see that through. And I I look at an article that I'm reading about him on J-Ski. I think it was a front stretch article. And there are a couple of things that strike me. Real quick, and then we'll we'll move on now that you're here. Okay. Um, but Ty says this. Um, I believe in myself as a race car driver. I feel like I can win races and win championships. I'm very aware of what it takes financially for a team to do that. The resources that it takes and the attitude of the driver it takes as well. I believe I'm capable of that. I'm just waiting for the right opportunity. Um, and he says... Further, I feel like I'm starting to enter a point of my career where this is my fourth year and I'm starting to get an understanding of where I feel I am as a driver. I feel I'm just starting to get into the beginning of the prime years of my career. Now, you know, there are a number of people in our audience who will probably just laugh at that. You know, well, he wouldn't be there for one for grandpa, even though um, since he's been in cup. You know, he hasn't driven for grandpa. I mean, I know they're getting technical advice or technical help, but uh I don't think that's free, honestly. Um, so, I mean, I look at Ty, and to me, Ty's got the, the 43 as Ty's name written all over it. I mean, do you would you see him or would you see Suarez quicker in the car? Well, based on performance, I mean, I, I don't want to see Daniel Suarez in a quality ride because I'm afraid that he might not get the opportunity he deserves in that ride um, because of, well, just because of, where he's been and where he had come from, you know, being basically just, you know, shoved into the Cup Series and then not yeah. being able to get his feet wet anywhere because every time he starts to, to get momentum and, and kind of figure things out, they can't even for another driver. And it's, it's a sad situation, but he needs to be somewhere where they're going to build him long term. We thought that was going to be Gaunt Brothers. Obviously, that's not the case. So he needs to be in an organization with the team who's going to – Focus on helping him get better, not necessarily yeah. focus on, you know, building a brand, building sponsorship, waiting until the next big thing comes along. It's going to be based on Daniel Suarez and his, building his career, whether that's him by himself or him with a team, you know, maybe a, like a JTD Jordy, somewhere where he can be with a veteran driver to kind of help mold him and, and, you know, get him the success that obviously we all know he has. 
he just has to get his feet wet in that in that kind of scenario. So for me, I would pick Ty Dillon just based on and I say performance. I mean, obviously, you know, they're they're pretty one and the same in terms of where they are and point standing wise and things like that. But if you look at the history of RPM and the history of RCR, you know, Ty Dillon doesn't want to be a part of his grandfather's organization. That's fine, but you know, 43 is a, a obviously a better competitive car than than the Gaunt Brothers car. So I mean, obviously, you want to be in that kind of situation. Right. But who knows? where he would really be, you know, and then it becomes the whole thing, okay, well, if he's going to be part of that team, you know, does RCR try to get RPM to switch to Chevrolet so that they can have a technical alliance and Dylan can drive for the family team still? You know, there's a whole well, lot of other things. I mean, Richard Petty obviously yeah, so. is a Chevy. Um, that's, so, oh, that is true. Yeah, so that's that, not so. – that's okay. what I was saying. Yeah. When I, uh, in, the reason I think Ty – is a prime candidate for this car is because it's it's sitting it, it it's on the compound right. and and RCR has helped sure. elevate that car so sure. I think either Ty or Suarez would be the but here's the other car that I that I mentioned when I started this this monologue was the 32 car go fast racing now um, you know everybody again would naturally assume that maybe Chase Briscoe comes up and drives that car because it's had an alliance with SHR. And, it, and, you know, it's kind of if Clint Boyer it wants to stay or they want him to stay, then that's a place for Briscoe. One, I don't think Boyer's staying. Uh, the more time goes on, the right. more I believe exactly. he's out of yeah. the car after yeah, this year and into the Fox booth yeah. with Jeff Gordon, which means we'll all have a lot to laugh about for the first half of next season listening huh. to those two carry on um, on the broadcast. But um, if if he's out, Briscoe's in, which and and. Uh, Archie St. Hilaire has said he's not really interested in being somebody's development team. So my theory is you put Ty Dillon in the 43 and Suarez ends up over there or um, somewhere else, but ends up over there because there's no, he's bringing sponsorship. Ty's not right. So he can bring money to help the team. um, Whereas, you know, Ty doesn't have much of that to offer, Um, but we'll see. Um, the 37 is the big mystery because Ryan Priest has not yet said whether he's coming back next season or not. The rumor is he's going to back down to Xfinity to run the 98 car for SHR. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, obviously the 37's open and we hear nobody talking about who replaces any who replaces Priest in the 37 car. There's not much chatter about that right now, which is interesting to me. Um, you know, there are a number of drivers out there. If you believe Larson to the 48, then he's out off the board and that car's off the board. So now you've got Eric Jones, who would seem to be the guy you'd want, especially when you have sponsorship. But, you know, again, um, Eric's going to have to he's going to have to be with a team that has um, the dollars and cents because he doesn't bring it. So it's this silly season is insane. Um, it's an insane season. Insane. Uh, how close <laughs> are we to a break, Nakia? Because I don't. Okay, we're going to take yep. a break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about the big stories of the week, the big two. More of Inside Pass after this. I'm Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass here on WSIC's Facebook page. You're watching us live. If you uh, miss any part of uh, Tom's first half of the show, you can uh, catch it on demand uh, later on in the week on any of the uh, any of your favorite uh, 
pl- podcast platforms. I'll get it right in a minute. Um, or you can also, uh, if you are an Amazon uh, user and you uh, listen or you have Amazon Music, you can go to Amazon Music and find us there now, too. That's awesome. That's really yeah. cool. Um, I know a lot of people who have uh, Race Amazon, Chaser Radio. So. Yes, and where it's all, uh, the NSFS also has its own page on there, too. So either oh. one of the two places you can find um, Amazon Music, uh, you can uh, go there and uh, pull up the show there, too. Make sure you give us both a follow so you can listen to all of the Race Chaser shows and any of our shows going forward as well. Um, and so we thank uh, everyone for listening and or watching us. If you want to watch us uh, or actually listen to us on the radio, it's Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on yes. the USAC's Family of uh, Radio Networks, part of the Motorsports Power Hour, 90-minute Power Hour. Followed by Lenny Baticki and PRN's at the track at 1030 on Saturday mornings here in WSIC. Yes. And uh, Lenny going to be a near-future guest on one of our shows nice. coming up. Nice. So. Yeah. Always a good, always a good time. Yeah, it's uh, been we, a while. We haven't yeah. uh, talked to Lenny in quite a while so. since, since we moved here. He hasn't been on the show because yeah. last Anxious time he was on, and we were still in Mooresville. Yeah. So, um, so as uh, Tom alluded to before the break, two big major stories uh, happening uh, the, the last what forty eight hours or so in the world of NASCAR. The first one happened Monday morning, uh, bright and early Monday morning. That the tweeter people are out uh, sending their tweets out. Ross Chastain is officially signed to drive the forty two car in twenty twenty one for Chip Ganassi Racing. So that is one car off of the uh, proverbial chalkboard of uh, available rides going forward. I don't think it was a huge surprise. Ross Chastain has had a contract with Chip Ganassi Racing for several years, right. but no no place for him to go. Uh, so he was just kind of you know moonlighting down in the Chuck Series with Nice and then in the colleague with colleague in the Xfinity Series, and so now he gets the opportunity to go back to Cup racing on a full time basis and drive. Um, one of the most sought-after rides, I think, uh, that's still open on the market. Of course, a 48 trumps all of them, but um, a great place for Ross to go. I think he's going to have huge success, not only from the perspective of, and I say this with the most respectful way possible, I step up from Matt Kenseth because, obviously, as, as great as a, a guy Matt Kenseth is and as much of a champion as he is, his his prime is gone. Like Those cars are yeah. way more advanced for, for guys like him to be I able agree. to figure out. So. Um, Having a guy like Ross Chastain, I think, is going to be the next uh, the, the next thing to Kyle Larson you can get, you know, without having Kyle Larson in the car. But he did that to himself. Well, if you think about, well, I mean, I mean first of all, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure. Uh, but with that said, right. if Kyle gets an opportunity to come back, I'm all for it because he, he will, he'll be back. certainly, you know, and it looks like he's going to have one. Um, but um, as for the 42 car. First of all, I mean, look, I give Matt Kenseth all the credit in the world. He came back. He's given it 100%. He'll continue to do that. But, you know, at this point, um, you know, again, he's not run this package. And we've only got another year, and then we go to the new car. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at that point, uh, I mean, it's time. It, it probably is Matt's time to just get out. But it was good that he could come back and have some fun. Um, here's what I think is interesting about the pairing of Chastain with Kyle Busch. I think, or uh, Kurt Busch, I think they're a lot alike. They are. They really are. In terms of their sort of um, aggression level Mm -hmm. and willingness to, you know, uh, to get a little, you know, they spend a lot of time in the trenches. Now, Kurt's kind of grown out of that to an extent. But if you look at a young Kurt Busch and you look at Ross Chastain at the same age, you know, as Kurt Busch was when he was that age and where Kurt was, it's really very similar in terms of, uh, you know, the aggression and the personality and the character, all of that. Um, you know, and, and I think that uh, I, I think those two will make an interesting pair. 
Yeah, I never thought about that. But if you want to look at uh, what a young Kurt Busch can do, ask Jimmy Spencer what a young Kurt Busch can do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Spencer never forgets. I think he still remembers. You, you um, did that. Uh, yeah. Um, that situation. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was uh, a knuckle sandwich there at, at, uh, at one point. But, um, you know, it, it. Kurt, like I said, Kurt's matured a lot, and mm-hmm. I think he's in a place in his career now where he's really having a great time and really enjoying what he's doing. And he'll run at least one more year. I don't know if you'll see him in 2022 or not. I've heard things that would indicate both ways. So um, I I don't think anything's been decided yet, but uh, certainly the idea of kind of mentoring Ross and I think Kurt even, um, I would guess he would be interested because he, Kurt wants to do some sports car racing. And so the new car has supercars like qualities Mm -hmm. Um, so I would think that Kurt may want to stick around if he's given the option, at least for a year or two. So um, interesting team there. And you're right. So the 42 is gone off the board. And so's Ross, which means that Spire Motorsports is going to have two cars and Ross is not going to be one of them. It's true. That's very true. There, there's other there's rumors regarding that car, too, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. But the the other, I guess, part of that is obviously Ross is driving the, the Carly car, the, the car number 10 yeah. that, uh, is, that he's in right now, buying for the championship. Chris is going to be on our show next week, Chris Rice. So hopefully we'll, he'll, Colin, maybe okay. he'll be able to, to kind of you know, shed some light on where, we, where they go for that car. Because in the Xfinity series, I mean, obviously anybody who wants to step down a series from cup back, maybe like a Suarez, for instance, wanting to step down and go into or the Ty Xfinity. Dillon. Or Ty Dillon. That want to step down and, and by the way, for for the record, the college cars are RCR yes, affiliated. Are. Just for the record, yes, that's why I said that. Anyway, so if you look at somebody who maybe wants to go back down to the Xfinity series, obviously those guys don't want to step down unless they're in a top quality ride. And I think, aside from obviously the Stuart Haas car that Briscoe drives and the Penske car that Cedric drives. Colling's probably third on that list, especially with the 10 car, because he was third in points until the reset of the playoffs. So it's, not, it's a top-quality ride. Well, and you do bring up a good point, too, because even the 22 car, uh, if Sindrick goes up to Cobb, is going to be open, which I hadn't really thought about. And the 98 if Briscoe goes up. the 98, uh, yeah, Briscoe goes up. So um, some good cars open in the Xfinity sure. Series for some of these guys. Um, and you look at a guy like Daniel Hemrick or a guy like Ty Dillon, you know, somebody like that. Um, you know, there may be some opportunity there or, you know, drivers from the truck series. Um, also, we, we don't know if Justin Haley's going to move up or not. He's been one that's rumored to go to Spire next year to their cup team, which would take him out of colleague, which then leaves two cars open. And of course, I don't think AJ Allendinger wants to run a full season. Um, but so Colin, <laughs> come could on, the co- car is there. Just get yeah, in and go. I mean, you know, but he's got the TV deal and he yeah, loves doing that. I, I mean, Colin could look completely different in 20. 20- one. Yeah, it could. It very well could. So, uh, so the other news that uh, that happened uh, yesterday, well, I guess actually it was, was it last night or Monday night? Monday night, right? Yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah, Monday night. This is Wednesday, so yes, Monday, Monday night. Monday yes. Night. Uh, so after weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of Denny Hamlin denying that he had any involvement in any kind of ownership of a motorsports team. We well, just uh, say he had nothing to share. He didn't say. Well, he didn't deny that he was doing something. He just had nothing to share. Right. Which, which meant is the, that he did. Right. It's the complete, yeah. you know, lie. But whatever. Anyway. Uh, so, in it, anyway, it ended up being that uh, Michael Jordan, who we, we knew they were linked at some point, that we just didn't know where exactly the whole, you know, their whole yeah. relationship was going to go. But 
Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin are teaming up to basically form a new team. It's gonna they're they're buying the the charter team from the thirteen, so basically they're buying the thirteen car. Um, and they're going to run with Bubba Wallace as the driver. And I obviously automatically think that obviously the number will change from 13 to 23 because, duh, I mean, it's Michael Jordan. I would, would guess, want yes. the 23 number. Um, but Bubba Wallace as the driver doesn't really surprise me. I mean, you know, Michael Jordan had already said this morning that he wants to build a, a very, you know, uh, a very diverse but very, you know, um, minority-led team uh, and wants Bubba Wallace to be a part of it, it's guaranteed sponsorship, so it's very little money out of pocket in terms of you know sponsorship and having to, being able to put the car on the racetrack is just getting the charter to the team so that they can start working on things. But Well, and, I mean, do we know that he's buying the entire team or just the I, charter? Well, they're buying the charter, but, I mean, we're... We, well, but, but we keep hearing that it's going to be the Gaunt Brothers team. Oh, okay. Let's see. Okay. Now that's not in. That's not been made official yet. Like, what cars? What team? Are they going to have brand new cars? What's the deal going to be? Gaunt Brothers doesn't have a charter, right? Right now, the Gaunt Brothers does not have a charter. Well, that makes sense. So that would make sense that you just basically, um, you know, buy buy the Gaunt Brothers out or buy majority interest or whatever, however that happens. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we know that yet, which is sort of intriguing in a way. Um, But uh, the idea Bubba brings somewhere between I've heard everywhere from 14 to 18 million. Okay. And that's a lot. And now think about this. You pair Bubba Wallace with Michael Jordan. How much more sponsorship you get. Oh, yeah. You see? So anyone who thinks that this team is going to be an underfunded or underperforming team. Oh, no. Wrong. Okay. It may be obviously out of the box because it'll be a new group. Now, I, I hope personally that... Bubba brings uh, his crew chief, Jerry Baxter, over with him because mm-hmm. I I think Bubba's comfortable with Jerry, and I think Jerry's helped him to elevate that whole team at Richard Petty uh, Motorsports. And so if he brings Jerry and they put the right people in the right place, that team can be very competitive almost right out of the box. And um, that's it, it, they're going to have the resources to basically do anything that they need to do. I mean, there's just no question about it. So um, people that are that are saying Bubba doesn't have the talent, that Jordan's wasting his money, he wants to go broke. First of all, you can't break Jordan with a NASCAR team. He's he, he's doing this out of a piggy bank. So that's silly. Second of all, um, the, the talent issue's never been... For those of us who actually pay attention and, and don't mix emotion from the politics of recent time with Bubba into the equation. If we just look at what Bubba's accomplished in his career, he's got a ton of talent. He has exceeded the expectations of the 43 car, in my opinion, this year. And I think if you give him the right opportunity, Bubba goes and wins races and a one car team where everything's focused on that one car gives Bubba to me a huge advantage, um, particularly if it's Joe Gibbs equipment and, I have no reason to think that it wouldn't be. That's true. That is very true. And then the whole aspect of, you know, obviously this is going to be a Toyota team. I mean, right. you know, let's let's face it, um, which obviously means go fast. We'll go fast as a Ford anyways, right? So there is no yeah. other. The Gaunt Brothers is the other Toyota team, right? Yeah, so Gaunt Brothers make, is the other okay. Toyota so team. That would make sense to buy that team because right. it's already a Toyota if team. If you're not going to start fresh. Right. Now, that, the reason I pointed that out a minute ago is because if you're going to start fresh and the Gaunt Brothers team doesn't get affected or absorbed or whatever is involved in this, 
that's another car that's sitting out there for somebody to, to hop Which obviously into. wouldn't be a Toyota because they would only – Toyota only wants six teams. So, I mean, if, well, if they – if the – if the Jordan Hamlin team becomes a Toyota team, then obviously that's they would. That's five. I would. Is it five? Yeah. Four, four Gibbs five. and that team. Oh, okay. So yeah. we're still missing a so, car somewhere. Yeah. So, well, Gomp Brothers would be the sixth oh, okay. at the moment. But so, you know. So they, you would think that if, if they were going to buy the Gomp Brothers team, they would have to have a two car team in order to. Or they'd go get another team from we'll somewhere. Team. So that's what I'm saying. This the All of the stuff we're talking about here right now only. Uh, sort of intensifies the silliness of silly season because we didn't put somebody in place and not put somebody else out there. So we don't know if, if somebody's going to buy Jermaine's cars. If, if they don't get, if Hamlin isn't, you know, if they're not buying those cars, somebody will. So that could be, they could go to an existing team or a brand new team. Um, Gaunt brothers may or may not be involved in this. So, and, and, and all this is relevant because obviously there are plenty of drivers out there looking for work. And, you know, this is this musical chairs game that, that's going on. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying Eric Jones is going to get left out of, of a major ride. And it's starting to look that way unless he's in the 48. And, and then the best you got, I think, after that is the, the 37, because I don't see him going to Stuart Haas to the 37 if it's open. Um you know, I really feel bad for Eric, to be honest with you, too. because I think he, he got a bad deal. But That's true. Uh, speaking of the 48 cars, there is a couple of rumors that I heard over the last week that really sound interesting to me. We'll talk about that. We'll be back with more of the Inside Pass right after this. Justin Lawson, you're listening to the best guys on the radio, the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass here on uh, WSIC's Facebook page. Tom Baker, Randy Miller here with you, and uh, we've got uh, like seven, eight minutes left. I wanted to continue talking about silly season because the most sought after ride in the Cup Series garage right now, obviously the 48 car. Um, and basically, anybody who doesn't have an ironclad contract to drive any race car on the face of the earth for 2020 is linked to that ride at some point in time. Over the last couple of weeks, I've heard uh, a couple of new interesting uh, names just being thrown around there as possible, uh, you know, potential people. Um, but what we what we do know is that su- supposedly, what, from what we understand, the person that's going to drive the car is already signed to the deal. Done. Whatever. You know. That's what Rick Hendricks cross said. Cross T's, dot I's, whatever. It's yes. Done. So, but the the rumor is they are waiting until after the playoffs because the driver that they've signed is uh, well, potentially a playoff driver in some form of motorsports somewhere in the world. So, um, in order to not disrupt some the team, form. some form of motorsports. I assume I assume one of the three, top three series of NASCAR, but I'm just throwing it out there just in case you know a, a you know Scott Dixon or somebody you know out of the blue. But <laughs> I'm, it's not going to be Scott Dixon. Not- I'm, saying. I'm just saying. Um, but anyway, we we assume that the reason why that they're waiting is because that person is probably either in the playoffs or a playoff contending team, and they don't want to disrupt the camaraderie that that person has with the team they're currently with. So um, I, I kind of I jotted down some of the names that, of drivers that don't have a contract next year that are currently in the playoffs. I can't pull up the Truck Series playoffs because the NASCAR app isn't working for me. But the only name I've heard from the Truck Series is Brett Moffitt, um, which. Over the last couple of weeks, has gained a lot of momentum because Junior's talked highly of him. Yes. Um, Jeff Gordon's talked highly of him. Um, and then so there's kind of that whole, you know, 
hint, hint, push, push type thing, you know, going on with, with Brett Moffitt. Don't know if it's him or not, but he and is a playoff team. He was a former Cup Rookie of the Year, so we're, we're not, it isn't as though it's not out of the blue. you're taking somebody straight from trucks to Cup and Correct. bypassing Xfinity who's never been, you know, to Cup before. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be really interesting. Correct. And he's still fairly young too, right? He's yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Wait, so, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's one potential person. Um, obviously, Briscoe and Cindric are, are two other guys in the Xfinity Series, but we know they're probably not happening because one is tied to four. We? The other one's t- well, Cindric, well, and actually, I guess maybe Briscoe too, for that matter. Both of them have kind of said, you know, I, I know you think you know where I might be going, but that's not necessarily true. Well, here, so. yeah, it's you got to read into what they say right. a little bit. Exactly. Okay, now I'm not saying either of those guys are going to go to the 48. But here's what I can tell you. Number one, remember, Rick Hendrick loaned Brad Keselowski to Team Penske years ago because he didn't have an opportunity for him, and he never (laughs) came back, okay? So um, we also know that Rick has the ability to basically get whatever he wants. Now, here's what's interesting. You would think Sindrick would be the the lock for Penske because his dad is second in command there. Okay. Sindrick has been very careful to say that guarantees me nothing. I got to earn it. Well, Mm -hmm. if you look at performance this year, I think he's earned it, but that again, maybe that earned him Rick Hendricks. Right. Um, Now the other thing here to watch is Briscoe because And I mentioned this about three or four shows back. If he poaches Briscoe somehow from Ford, which I can't really see happening, but maybe if that happens, that opens the door for Kyle Larson to go to the 14. Yes. Which Which is really where we all thought he would be anyway. That's where we think he's going. It's just a matter of how he's going to get there and who he's going to get over to to get there. Don't fall asleep on either of those guys being the driver in the 48. We've heard Larson at the 48, too, so what does that tell you? Well, I'm just saying Um, that, you know. So speaking of uh, Stuart House Racing, Clint Boyer also not not one of the guys that's supposedly going to the 48, but he he is in the playoffs, and so you have to kind of look at him as somebody. But as Tom and I both say, he's probably bound for the Fox booth next year. So just – you know, not not there. So the other two names, the two interesting names that I've heard this week are Justin Haley and Matt DiBenedetto. Now, Justin Haley, yep. as we talked about earlier, I mean, obviously, you know, Ross now going to Chip Ganassi Racing. So Justin Haley has a Cup Series win under his belt at Talladega, although rain shortened in a Spire car. Um, but Justin they Haley it, has uh, was it Daytona? Yeah, maybe it was Daytona. Daytona. Anyway, Daytona um, but he he does have a win under his belt, and you know, he is playoff. He is in the playoffs right yeah. now. Um, and he's turned a lot of heads the last three or four weeks or so by his performances, not only on the road courses, but also on the super speedways and yep. the road courses. So yep. his name is obviously going to come up in there, and he doesn't have any plans for 2020 or 2021, as he's mentioned several times yep. in interviews. He doesn't know what he's going to do yet. So, And he's a young kid, which is kind of the, the thing that Hendrick wants, is kind of a young up-and-coming driver that they can mold into their With own. With a certain type of clean-cut personality. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Right? He checks that box, too. So there you go. So, so. you know. And then Matt DiBenedetto also comes to mind as somebody who, if you wanted a younger, a younger, young a young driver, he's what, 32, <laughs> yeah. 31, 32, young but a, a younger driver with a veteran personality and yeah. a veteran presence, yeah. then that would be a great guy to go to. And somebody who, again, fits that same image of somebody who's clean cut, stays out of trouble, loves everybody and doesn't ever do anything wrong and doesn't try to make anybody exactly. mad. And he would be somebody who would be great to come in 
and work with William Byron and Alex Bowman, not necessarily Chase, but at least those two guys, because he's been to the Xfinity Series and worked his way all the way up to Cup, got lost in the yep. shuffle, fell out of a ride for four or five years, and then came back and went right back up to the front again. And he's a he's a front-running competitor when he has great college equipment. So he would be another great driver that, that would be a, a well-welcomed, I think, not only in the Hendrick organization but also with Ally. Yep. Yeah, and see that well. And again, we're all assuming that somebody goes to the forty-eight. We and he was he- a playoff driver, by the way. We, yes, exactly. Yeah, we keep hearing that that maybe Bowman goes over there, and the new driver goes in the eighty-eight. Okay, that's uh, so. We again some some things to be discussed there. But um, I mean, again, why Eric Jones wouldn't be a candidate? I just so. It's it's interesting. You wonder how long ago maybe somebody was commi- actually committed exactly. to that car. It could have been before Eric Jones became available. That's very that true. deal could have been done before Eric ever lost his ride with JGR. It's not like Hendrick didn't know a year ago that Jimmy was going to leave at the end right. of the next season. So he's had an entire year to figure out who and he wanted. And any of those drivers, though, by the way, mm-hmm. would, would have been available even at that time because none of them obviously have any plans till today. It'd be so, interesting to go back and see, and see who signed a one-year deal last year. Like, you know, knowing that, okay, yeah. I'm going to drive the 48 in 2021, but I needed something for 2020, so I'll sign a one-year deal somewhere right. just to, you know, get my feet into the door. So we'll see what happens. But anyway, we thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, tomorrow night we got Motorsports Madness. Next week on the show is Ch- uh, Chris Rice, who's going to hopefully shed some light on the whole colleague situation and where maybe two of his drivers are going to go in 2021. So for Tom Baker, I'm Randy Miller. Have a great week. See you tomorrow on Motorsports Madness. And enjoy the race week. Goodbye, everyone.